The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Final two. It is Martinez for the touchdown. Just freeze it right there. Seven minutes change. Memorial Stadium going bat bleep. And you are up on Michigan 29 to 22. And you felt like this could be it. This might be it. And just a drunk, crazy, insane second half. Magical football game. Familiar dry heave after it was all done. Let's talk about it. Great to be with you on a Monday with Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, phone lines are open for you. We will check in with our dear friend Greg Smith from Hale Varsity. We'll hear from Mr. Blackshirt Charlie McBride, see what Coach thought of the Nebraska Michigan game and uh, Nebraska's uh, left tackle, right tackle. Uh, the pride of Lawrence, uh, Turner Corcoran with us before we say goodbye. A lot of emails to get to. Chris at HaleVarsity.com can also tweet at us at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. So let's get to it. Has has this team had enough lessons? Let's just start there. We'll, we'll hit the refing. We'll hit Adrian. We'll hit black shirts. We'll hit the classic that was. And you have takeaways. You have opinions. You have heartache. You also have some pride with what you saw from Nebraska on a Saturday night. Two teams trading shots, two marquee programs, two monster helmets and traditions and brands. And just familiar, God, so close, so, so close. And you're sick of hearing that. And more importantly, you're sick of feeling it. And you're sick of feeling it for the kids and the coaching staff. If you're a Nebraska fan, And you have progress, right? We're not talking about hot seat anymore. What are we talking about? Nebraska going bowling. We're talking about Nebraska being a play or two away all season in 2021 of being in the top 10. (laughs) Everyone that's won a one-score game against him aside from Illinois. We're going to get whiteout out on that thing, the old... uh, uh, schedule poster in your garage. <laughs> what? Never, Nebraska never played Illinois. Don't remember that. But beyond that one, uh, all of Nebraska's buddies that that beat them by a, a one-score game are are in the top ten, and it's going to be a round-robin death match uh, with the rest of the Big Ten East and Oklahoma. But man, uh, what what a what a moment! What a build-up! What a delivery! And what a, a crushing defeat! But I think Nebraska can be okay Saturday. So let's uh, let's just get it out there. Progress and payoff, it needs to happen. Elijah, th- there's so much to dig into with this. 
when it comes to, to Nebraska's play calling and points and penalties and special teams. I mean, all of it's better. And and then you, you have the, the Adrian Martinez topic with just how how good he is, how much he means, how talented he makes this this whole program go. And then there's the the just moments that are daggers uh, when it comes to turnovers. 18 fumbles, four years, leads college football. Interceptions are going to happen at quarterback, but it's, it's just been horrific. And our, our Saturday morning partner, Sharpie, uh, had this graph that I just sent you. And when it comes to, to end-of-game situations for Nebraska – I mean, you go back to his first start against Colorado. This isn't blame game. I'm just, I'm just highlighting what's a reality for Nebraska in tight ball games. We know they're five and sixteen, right? Well, you had chances to tie or or win, and it's it's been ongoing. Colorado, Troy, Northwestern, Iowa. That's 2018. Twice during the, the Colorado roadie out to Boulder, 2019 Northwestern, right? That's, that's, the, that's the one win <laughs> uh, is, is 2019 Northwestern, the old Sia Hands field goal from the, uh, the soccer club guy, bless his heart. The, the Purdue ball game, you're, you're losing, you get a minute eight left, you're at your own 20, turnover on downs, punt, fumble, turnover on downs. Clock expired against Sparty this year. Michigan, Oklahoma, Illinois. I, I think there is so many things that, that add up. Little things add up to big things. I tell Junior that all the time. But little things throughout the game or throughout the season or throughout a career, I'm not making excuses. I'm telling you what I think happens with this two-minute drill problem for Nebraska football. Uh, you've had so many past failures, and that's what they are if you don't win. Sorry. But you, you've had so many past failures where it's not been on you. There's somebody else of the other 10 that didn't do their job or got beat. It's competition. So you get stuck with the bill, and there's a strip sack against Iowa, right, last year. There's the, the scoop and score fumble against Illinois this year. There's the fumble at the 50 in the fourth quarter. The defense turn points, turns points away against Michigan State, but you still throw the pick in overtime. And then there's minute 45 to go. It's third and one. You're running Adrian because guess what? You just ran Ramir on second and short. And, and, and Ramir gets planted because you can't get short yards running the football. And then, all right, Adrian's our best option. Let's run him. He gets it, and he's waiting for a whistle. And then he gets drilled by Hutchinson. And voila, number, fumble number 18. This isn't blame. This is a lot of things adding up. And I think finally, I think finally, this may have been the, the one and most cruel lesson for Adrian holding on and taking care of the football. You were right there. You were confident. You were going to put a drive together as things were tied up at 29 apiece. 
and then you you, you lose the football again. And then you're tie, you hold them to a field goal, and, and you're, you're putting a, a, a two-minute drive together. Your first pass to Ture is insane. It's a great throw. First and 10 at the 50, what happens? You miss a crossing route. Wide open crossing route that's going to put you in field goal range because you short arm it. Why do you short arm it? Because you're worried about getting sacked or strip sacked or you're worried about your protection. You throw a screen out there, you miss a block. It would have popped Ramir for probably a, a first down run or gain. And then you had to go YOLO ball uh, on fourth and forever to Toure down the sideline. That's all got to be going through his mind in the moment with all these instances in one-score games, they finally got to deliver, get it done. And once once you finally get over that hurdle and hump and, and get a win in a two-minute situation, then I think you can be okay. It's not always going to happen. Not everyone's John Elway, right? Not everyone's, not everyone's Michael Jordan. You see the... Uh, the quote on Facebook or social media about Jordan missing 20-game winners. Well, we remember the ones he hit. Adrian will hit a game winner. And he's got time to do it this year. And maybe next. But right now, I'm kind of telling you the why. The why uh, things have gone so sideways. Can it change and will you see it change from Adrian when it comes to delivering in a two-minute drill situation or just taking care of the football. It was such a, a cruel finish with how incredible he played that I think when push comes to shove, it's one final slap in the face that he isn't going to wait for the whistle next time. He's going to cover up even better or just go down. That's what I got for you as far as the next time. That next time could be Saturday. That next time could be Ohio State. The next time could be Wisconsin. That next time could be Iowa. But a lot to get into and uh, some thoughts on Adrian. We'll hear from Adrian and uh, want to hear from you at 466-377-6800-825-5865. Nebraska played well enough to win. They did not do well enough to finish. And there's a lot of things that added up to being a three-point loss, not just the fumble, but that's the most memorable. Let me ask you, when it, when it was two minutes left, Nebraska had the football. Elijah, were you, and if you're on hold, stay there. We'll get you in a second. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Dude, they're going to go do this. Or were you the guy or gal that was like, dude, how are they going to screw this up? I'm in the press box, and I got to lie to you. I think that's what I said all week. And this isn't, to, I don't really just pat myself on the back that often, but you heard me say it. I think the difference was going to be a turnover because of something Michigan's defensive line did. That's what happened because you just got too much history with this football team in those moments. They can change. I think they will change. Not writing them off at all. I think they're going bowling. I think they're going to give Iowa hell. I think they're going to be okay in Madtown. All starts this Saturday. But they are as tough as nails between the ears. Were you uh, anxious for the moment, Elijah? Or were you like, oh, no, something bad's going to happen? Uh, somewhere in between, strangely you're, enough. You were, I, just, you were just waiting for the freak show. 
I wasn't necessarily waiting for the freak show. Uh, I was somewhat expecting it, but I was also part of it. Was maybe this is, we've been talking about turning the corner. Maybe this is where they turn the corner and don't shoot themselves in the foot. But then even, I mean, he's, he stripped that ball. The ball was on the ground. Even before he picked it up, I went, okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought anything else differently was going to happen. It <laughs> because was, of hope. The ball was on the ground <laughs> very briefly. Hope. And I went, nope, there's no way Nebraska's picking that one up. Because the difference between Nebraska and Michigan in that game Saturday was that Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time moments. Thank you, Barry Switzer. Michigan has got those big-time players. they got Hill on defense. Uh, they have Hutchinson on defense. Uh, their quarterback is making some big-time plays. Yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be a liability. That guy kicked ass. He, he was fine. I know he had the pick, but he, he was good. If I'm Michigan going forward... I got a quarterback now. He proved that to me Saturday night. He made some big-time throws in the big moments, and Adrian has been great. He's been great this season. The Nebraska team is much improved, but they still don't have a player who's going to step up and make a big play in a big moment. I don't know who that guy is going to be. I mean, we've seen JoJo Doman do it on the goal line against Northwestern, Mm -hmm. but even that wasn't really a a big-time moment. No one on this team has shown me that they're going to step up in those big moments. It's ranked team. It's night game. It's stage. It's opportunity. It's breakthrough. It's reckoning. It's all of those things. And Nebraska has just got to be sick to death. The head coach, the players, the quarterback, that you can't win without. You can't win without. And I know he's not been perfect, and I know he's lost some games, not just him, but his record as a starting quarterback. But you got to get some substance out of the style. And I I think this may be the final tough love lesson of taking care of the football about Adrian. Can he change? Will he change? History says, kind of are what you are at this point. He's not going to be perfect. I'm not saying the guy can't have turnovers. But in these crucial moments where we we, we lay out 16 one-score losses, not all are him, but he's too good a player to not deliver. And he's got to have guys around him help him deliver or be more consistent so it isn't, all right, do I, do I short arm a throw on the crossing route to, to Falk? Do I, do I get, the, get the call and the carry? Because second and three is just garbage trying to run between the tackles when you have to run it. Oh, and just give it to Adrian. I mean, that's 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 what you're in. Pete, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead. Welcome into Hale Varsity. How are you doing? Good. You tell me. How are you? Oh, I guess I I was pretty pissed Saturday night, but, you know, it's same old, same old. I thought in that game, I thought that pass interference on Dolman was a bunch of garbage, and I, I really think that allowed them to get seven points. Instead of three, well, I think that they, was a they, huge the point. Play, the play clock, Pete, expired. They should not have had the touchdown either. We'll get to the officials, but yeah, what were you most the pissed? Second, at, what were you most pissed about? Were you mad? Were you mad about just the loss, the way they lost? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of pissed. If you want to know the truth, I'm a little pissed on the coaching because Adrian Martinez didn't want to run the ball the first half on the zone reads. He hardly ever keeps it when it's wide open for him. And in the second half, when he's forced to do some running, it opens up the offense. You could see when he got one run there, it opened up the pass to uh, the tight end for the touchdown. It just changes the whole defense. And if you watch game after game after game, and I don't know if it's coming from the coaches, but he is hesitant to run that ball. And, And to win these type of games, he has to 
run and run full out. In other words, he has to give it 110%. He cannot be scared of getting hurt all the time. You cannot play that way. You cannot win that way. And I just think he's he's probably the most talented, as far as talent, quarterback we've ever had. I mean, the talent level he has is just off the charts. Why don't we ever see the results to match the talent? And I'm going to ask you that question. I'd like you to respond. Pete, thanks for the phone call. From a result standpoint, they just aren't there in wins. They're in numbers. And I, I have not sat down with Adrian and asked him, are you afraid to get hurt? Are you afraid to run the football? I thought on the fourth and goal gamble that maybe you could have cut it up into traffic. But you also need to have him because he's missed time. So there's a balancing act of, dude, get out of bounds, stay healthy, fight another day. But there's also moments where you gotta you gotta take on contact. They've just they've just gotta juggle that aspect, Pete. You're not you're not wrong with he gets the offense going with his running ability. We'll take more calls. We'll talk to Greg Smith at Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Open phones for you. We have a chance at a, get a Jet Splash gift card later this hour. Also, Elijah has been crushing it. And uh, you have Chris Stapleton tickets for people. That I do. Look at you. So your chance at some Chris Stapleton tickets. We aren't even going to make you, like, karaoke or high-five or sing. We'll just, we'll just give them to you at some point. Charlie McBride's 30 minutes away. Brian is with us. Brian, go ahead. You are recovering from Saturday. One more time, Brian, go ahead. What happened here? I have no idea. Maybe the call dropped. Let me let me see if 8255-5865. So Brian, we'll get to you in a minute. We'll talk to Greg Smith in a second. And uh, we'll get to plenty of the emails. Um, man, it was uh, a setting, a scene, a moment, an opportunity, and a familiar result. Uh, can it change for Nebraska? Will it change for their quarterback? Brian, go ahead. Hey, what's up, man? Not a lot. You tell me. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm on my way down to Texas. Uh, I have a lot of time to stew over Saturday. My thought is, man, they played play like hell. They 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 played played aggressive, and I can take a loss if you play aggressive. But what I can't stand, what I'm starting to realize, is I I'm taking a, a Mark Cranach little look at this. Like Adrian kind of seems like he's a choke artist. Like. You think of the past couple of years, and every time it, 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 we get close, and he, he does something like fumble. You know, here's what, what makes me dial back from the choke artist. I, I can't argue with record. I can't argue with 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 turnovers. I that those are facts. Those are things that happen. But if the kid yeah. was if the kid was a the kid wasn't going to be able to get it done. There would have been a jumping off point a long time ago from a, a standpoint, Brian, of he's just not ever going to get up off the mat. And I, 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 I have put, faith in him. I put, I put you in the choke artist category 
if you don't ever do anything to produce, right? If you don't do yeah, anything, yeah. if if you if you got no value from a a, a, a a passer, a runner, a thrower, a field general. I mean, listen, Nebraska's not even in the win column this year or for much of the last frost few frost years without the guy. Yeah. And I know he's had yeah, a bad 19 season or, or a tougher 19 season. I know 2020 was the, the benching. So it's not been perfect. But the guy has responded and manned up and 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 faced the, the music, and he had him right there. The problem was assuming the whistle was going to blow and covering up. Has, and, and, and maybe that'll never, ever, ever happen again. Yeah. The, the, other, the other part of it is we go to Michigan State. He didn't call the play for a slant route on third and three in overtime. Yep. You know he's got to get he's got he to get directly, some help. He is directly. He should get that 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 nil deal. You know he should get some money from Jack Daniels, mostly from me. <laughs> but but, but let's, let's not forget here there was that pass on uh, third down on that last drive where he completely missed Voklek, threw it way over the top of his head. I will say for the first three and a half quarters of a football game, there is no other quarterback in the Big Ten I would rather have leading the Nebraska offense than Adrian Martinez. But when you get to that last Absolutely. five minutes, when but. you when you get to crunch time. There's about three or four quarterbacks that I think have been shown to be to be more effective in clutch winning time. I just the, the, the crossing Absolutely. route, Brian. Thanks for listening, brother. Safe travels yeah, down to later. Texas. All right. Now the, the crossing route is just what's so maddening. Yet he can he can find Ramir on an insanely di- you know degree of difficulty twenty out of ten uh, on that wheel route. It's it's incredible where he hits R- Ramir in stride. So it's duality, good or evil, happy or sad, with what you get out of your quarterback. But it's, it, it is beyond him. It is downing a punt inside the, the five instead of Michigan getting the football first and 10 at the 25. It's... Uh, not committing a penalty when you have the ball at midfield in the first quarter. And, and, and there's, there's some BS. Don't get me wrong with, with how things were officiated. It's the same garbage call or crew uh, that was at the Oklahoma game. That's, that's what you got. And Nebraska doesn't have a great reputation about Playing clean football. So if you got a, a crew that's in, they're going to be watching. The same clowns that flagged Cam Jurgens on uh, finishing his block at Oklahoma popped him for a cut block that's been happening in football for hundreds of years when the center gets up to the second level. Russ, we'll get to you right now. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, that was the most intense stadium I've been in in the uh... – in the eight years I've been I've been there, and uh, with the new new seats up there in the East Stadium. Um, having said that, um, probably not going to like what I have to say, but what I have Dude, to say is it. this: is if you're not if you're not Ohio State or Michigan, you're not going to get the benefit of anything because mm-hmm. Ohio State and Michigan are the Big Ten. They're the big game at the end of the year. They're both highly ranked now. Those officials were not going to give us anything Saturday night, and it's a, it's a damn shame. Because these kids play their butts off every week, 
And a lot of times the outcome of the game is out of their control because we absolutely have to play perfect. And if we don't play perfect, we lose by one, one score or one, one possession or what have you because we're not going to get one damn call the whole game and they're going to do everything they can, including the end of the game where they chose not to blow the whistle when, when uh, Martinez was stopped. They were waiting for that ball to get ripped out. You know, I, I firmly believe that, and uh, it's a damn dirty shame because these kids work so hard, and they're not getting a fair shake. It's just like the Texas crap and the Big 12, and, uh, you know. Russ, I'll say, Michigan, I'll say this. I'll say this, Russ. I don't think Michigan you're wrong. Walk, walk off the field happy knowing that they got a shallow victory. Thanks. Russ, Russ thanks for the call. I, I think that I think there's just incompetence. I know Nebraska's not been on the the holiday Christmas exchange card in the Big Ten. And I know that you're going to try and protect your playoff teams. I just don't believe... I think there's a lot of football left to... uh, (laughs) to to start there. Nebraska's... This is awful. But Nebraska has a reputation. Um... And they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. We're going to move Greg to, to later in the week. Yeah. Um, what I'll say about the refs, I don't want to get too in the woods about it just because what can you do about it now? I mean, they made a couple bad calls, but they made some, some bad calls both ways. More bad calls for Nebraska. But people forget that these referees are not like full-time, like paid, all they do during their years. Yeah, they travel. Like, they work yeah, and then they travel. They're working 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. Friday night they're flying out to a game. And I... I mean, they got to be better. They, they got to be better, but they're human. Like, do you think that it, it's still uh, in their memory of whenever Nebraska was the new kid on the block ten years ago, and Bo Pelini was coming in and making I think a fool of them two, on national TV? You have TV. two replay of officials that get paid to sit in a box and watch a video with connection to the league office in New York. You can't suck that bad mm. when there's a handoff and a mesh point with a knee down. You can't. You can't do it. And you can't be so bad on a, on, a, on a pass interference call where it was thrown out of bounds, it was uncatchable, and, and then give it to him at the three and then screw it even worse by not throwing the flag on third and goal with the play clock at zero. In a, in a game that was that bare-fisted, where three versus seven, and Nebraska's defense kind of got their, their, their punched in the face giving with Michigan's run game in the second half. They still held those guys to, to, to four field goal attempts, four, seven red zone trips, four were field goals after being on the, on the field for 81 plays. 71 plays. It was nuts. Let's go to Andrew real quick. Andrew, thanks for calling. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on something. So uh, as a former player and coach myself, I just uh, it's hard for me to watch these last uh, four years and these close games, you know, we're we're, uh, tied or one score going into the last couple possessions. And it just seems to me, you know, that we're just really bad at situational football. And and I feel like, you know, we can blame the refs and, you know, people can point fingers at, at players and what they are and aren't doing. But you know, if you're practicing those things, if you're going over situations in practice, you know, Adrian Martinez should be should be ready for those uh, those types of things. And and it just seems like we're just when the moment comes, 
It's almost as if we just haven't practiced. I'll just get your thoughts and hang up. Thanks, Chris. Hey, Andrew, thanks for listening, bud. We'll get to more of your calls. I think they've got to practice it, right? Is it a situation where it's now moved up behind special teams from an emphasis standpoint? I We're not at practice, Andrew. I don't know. But I would love to believe that as many one-score games as you've lost, that you are sure as hell going to be trying to put your guys in the best simulated situations to try and go go win it. And it's not all been... God, there's, a, there's enough blame to pass around from an execution standpoint, uh, from a play on the players, and and the and a, and a breakdown in protection, to just some horrible management and play calling. I mean, they've shared the 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 burden in, in the 16 losses in one score games, and you've seen it be different over the years. Let's uh, get Scott on real quick. Scott, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just wanted to touch on a couple things. One being that our two deep roster only has like about what a total of two or three seniors total mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Um, so that's good for us coming up in the future. Also, one thing about Adrian is we would never be in these games, exactly. I don't think, without Adrian at quarterback and doing the things that he does. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. No, appreciate it. And, Scott, thanks for listening, man. Um, no, I mean, Nebraska's, Nebraska's winless uh, in the Frost era, potentially without Adrian Martinez. That sounds like super hyperbole, but think about what he's meant. And when he's been good, I mean, he, he carried that team against Sparty. He fought back against OU. Wasn't at his best. Was really jumpy. Really jumpy against Illinois. And had him right there. And then probably the toughest, latest lesson when it comes to that that fumble. More of your calls coming up with Hale Varsity. And we're back. Fellas, I think we could listen to the radio. On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! More time for you, this open phone first hour. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, at Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. 466-3776-800-825-5865. Can it change? Will it change with uh, with Adrian? And uh, you've got a history of of turnovers, but you've got a, a long list and Bunch of highlights cut up of him making plays, doing things for the football team, being keeping Nebraska in contention, giving Nebraska the lead. What an incredible drive to take the lead in a magic setting and ball game in stage. Nebraska's next job is to finish. We've been saying that after Oklahoma. We said that after Michigan State. But it's a far cry from Illinois, and it's supposed to be. Now, they're not getting embarrassed anymore either, Uh, aside again from Illinois. Plenty of emails to get to. Some other questions out there. You know, you're putting a two-minute drill together. That's the topic du jour. Uh, Where is Betts? Where is Omar? I've got a bit of a a take on that. And thanks to Pete for calling and giving us his take on that. Yeah, well, yeah, and and that's, that's a fair question. And I, I think I've got an answer, and it, it may resemble something you, you saw with, with Yant before you didn't see Yant. 
again. Chris is with us. Chris, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead, bud. Hey, great show. Um, well, Adrian's got four turnovers in the last two excruciating losses, including two just really critical end-of-the-game turnovers, the fumble last time, then an interception against Michigan State in overtime, which pretty much sealed the, the game Do you blame Do you blame the interception on him? Well, I mean, it, you know... I'm just I'm just I'm just saying look at look at where Toure was it's it's a two-way street for me on yeah. that one. And and Toure has not been very good in Big 10 football. He's not been uh, he's our best receiver but he hasn't done much in the Big 10. I thought he might have uh, killed game. Northwestern but uh, I get you. Yeah. And he goes next year. We had a caller say that we all our two deep is coming back. Well, no, we lose a ton on defense. Mhm. And we may lose Adrian. Heck, we could lose Jurgens. He's been in three years. I don't know if he's planning on going pro, but you know that he's awful uh, highly rated by the pros. He mm-hmm. could go pro. Um, and if Adrian goes, I mean, really, if Adrian is that integral to the team, then we'll be lucky to win three games next year if he goes. Well, because the it, defense is done. We're replacing half the defense. We lose our kicker, and that might not be much. But apparently, we don't have a, a kicker behind the kicker, so we gotta we gotta find another kicker. Um, and we lose our best receiver, uh, and we might lose two tight ends, um, and we return a very average offensive line. So if Adrian is all that, and I don't think he is, he's a very poor red zone quarterback, very poor red zone quarterback. Um, he's great between the 20s um, when when they can kind of do the little, because I like to, to run a lot of misdirection and razzle-dazzle and stuff, and and that puts them in really good situations like uh, the wheel route and all yep. that. Um, but, uh, you know, once once those uh, cute things are out of the way and you're in the red zone and you just got to get the ball in there, he's not a, a decent passing quarterback in the red zone. He, he's a decent runner, of course. He's always a great runner. But uh, if, and if, he's, if he's what's kept us from being <laughs> winless, then next year if he goes, we're, you know, we'll be lucky to win three games. He's been pretty important. I know the record has been what it is, and that's four and eight, five and seven, right? And you've been on the verge of some some pretty big wins this year. He has helped uh, foster that. He's also uh, not been blameless in it either with some of the key turnovers. Don't disagree with you when it comes to the red zone because he's he's not as polished a passer as he needs to be, but I think he's a really damn good dual-threat quarterback. And I think you're also right with the, between the 20s, there are some really big-time throws he has and does hit. And I look at the Omar Manning dig route, right, that, that uh, scored against Oklahoma. Listen, he hasn't been perfect. This isn't pinata time for Adrian because I honestly believe he's been incredible. But it's just got to stop, and that's kind of the discussion point. Can it stop? Will it stop with the, the turnover, the, the, the back-breaking play after giving you so many highlights and giving you so many moments of, of wow with him running for it, gutting it out, making a throw, making a play. And I think I think this was just a bad enough last example of of not again waiting for the whistle. Problem A: you're waiting on the whistle. B: you just still weren't weren't covered up. And sometimes you get you get rocked so hard you're going to fumble. I get it; it's football. But there's there's just too much history with Adrian, with guys around him not doing his job, doing their job that he gets. 
he gets jumpy or he gets strip sacked or so that's that's where we're at and i and i and i think yeah nebraska's you want to complain about a, a fumble and a pick totally get it can't do that against michigan but it's it's a boat race it is a absolute curb stomping without him and the question i have is uh, I think back to a conversation that we had with uh, Coach Gary Barnett, probably would have been about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It was right after that Illinois game where he said, sometimes you just learn that there are guys on your teams that are just mistake guys, and you can't trust mistake guys even if there's guys behind them that are more talented. I'm not going to go as far as to say Adrian is a mistake guy. However, I'm at the point where I've this, mis- this offense as a whole is a mis- mistake offense. In crunch time, Fair. in big time moments, you it's more likely they're going to make a mistake than not. Whether it's uh, down fourth and two inside the five-yard line, uh, you call a run play to the outside. That, that was a mistake to not be able to score on that first drive. That would have set the tone for the game. Uh, late in the game, you're going to fumble. Uh, you're going to overthrow Travis Vokalek on third and ten with a chance to get yourself to fourth and manageable. This offense is just going to make mistakes in crunch time moments. I don't think you can put it all on Adrian, but I don't think you can put it all on the guys around Adrian ever. It's, it's a collective effort in making these mistakes. You know, back to one of the callers earlier about do they practice the two-minute drill? I, I, they have to. How how far up the practice chart is it? But because you've got to hammer situational football, you're spending time on third down, you're spending time on red zone. I would guess, right? And you just—I don't know if it's a metal block. You get you get jittery, you get jumpy, or it turns out you've got somebody on the on the on the field that gets beat. And, and enhances a turnover by your quarterback or just they flat out make a play, right, uh, on, on your quarterback. Let's get to Betts and let's get to Omar. You know, where are they at? Why are they not on? And I think the situation is this. I think those guys are still growing in the offense. I'm glad they're on the field so they can do something. They can be explosive. Uh, right behind the, the swing pass that was actually pretty good on Saturday, uh, is the let's put Omar or Betts in to run some some option, all right? Uh, let's just force that. It hasn't worked out. You're zero for four on those. Uh, those guys just haven't been able to make a catch. Omar, of course, uh, almost got his head taken off against Sparty. Betts went eighty four yards against a Northwestern, uh, fumbled it against uh, against Michigan. I think those guys just com- don't completely have the trust of the coaches yet. I think they're really good ball players. I think they go make a ton of plays for you, and you got to have them on the field. You got to you got to let them go do what they can do. But when push comes to shove, they trust Oliver Martin. There's a Falk, and there's Ture. Those are the three guys they trust, knowing what routes to run, knowing how to get open or attempt to get open. If you're on the phone, stay there. We'll take more of your calls. 466-377-6 or 800-825-5865. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Check it in on his way back to Denver. Our dear friend Vic, he was uh, found his way to the Gary Michaels tailgate on Saturday. Vic, are you, are you searching for your voice, bud? How are you? I am absolutely trying to get my voice back. At least today I can speak. Yesterday I could not. Um, what a game. Love being there watching it. I'm convinced after watching it live and watching the replay on ESPN that the only thing stopping Nebraska from you know, beating everybody else on their schedule is you know, a really good sports psychologist. 
Fair. They're in their own. They're in their own head, huh? They, they are. You know, I I watch. I went down to the tunnel between halves, and those kids looked bad. They looked scared. They looked beat. But they came out, and I was shocked. They did awesome third quarter. I was really impressed. But then they then they again that you know they they made mental error. Um, you know, there was other things. That field goal in the first quarter mm-hmm. uh, that would have changed things. But again, I think it's I think it's all mental. I think they have all the skill they need. I think Adrian's fine. You know, Adrian's not he's not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys aren't all Superman. They're good. They're good enough. Um, they're high impact. You know, I think they can do it. They just have to believe. They've got to have it. They've got to have it happen for them, Vic. You have a safe trip. Good to see you, man. Thanks for checking in. You guys have a good one. You know, Vic. Vic might not be off. They've got to. They've got to have that success. They've won games. They've not won games of this magnitude, right? They've stopped getting blown out in games of this magnitude, but they haven't. They haven't delivered a win, and they need to be able to to do that sooner rather than later because uh, the, the, the the sands in the hourglass, Elijah, for postseason. They are a-flowing, and you got to go up to, to row your boat or sink your boat land here Saturday. We're up there Friday, Saturday, Hale Varsity Road Shows live from the graduates. So if you're up to heading up to, to Goverville, please come see us as uh, we'll be there uh, doing shows live Friday, Saturday. As, uh, Nebraska has one more uh, little roadie before a much-needed buy. But they uh, Back to uh, some of the personnel choices to Yant, right? Yant's, Yant's run going the wrong way, and then he didn't – he was not seen again. I mean, there's, I think, that fear, right, of, all right, if we put Benson Omar in, can, uh, can, we, can we trust him? And I'd say, dude, tell him to go do what they can do and, and worry about the defense trying to stop him. It's kind of a chicken or an egg thing. I mean, when I think back to Yant, I go, yeah, he could run run the wrong way, but I still trust him a hell of a lot more than I trust Revere Johnson on third and one to fall forward and get that yard. Did you have a problem with the – there's a billion things. We need a seven-hour show today. But I had no problem with, with Nebraska going for it. And again, back to trust. I'm Scott. I've got a better shot of Adrian getting in the end zone on fourth and goal or fourth and short. Then I do lean it on my kicker to not be nuts. Oh, I, I have zero problem with going for it down, especially on the opening drive. You have so much time left in that game. You go down there and you go try to get the seven points because you know you're probably going to need them later. Uh, you, you can't make coaching decisions with the hindsight bias. People say, oh, we only lost by three. If only we would have kicked that field goal. It's you not don't know how, how it works. The, you don't know how the game would have. At the time, I agreed with the call, and looking back, I still agree with the call to go for it. We'll uh, get you a pair of Chris Stapleton tickets next hour. We'll get you a Jet Splash car wash certificate next hour. More of your calls next hour as well. Charlie McBride, Hour 2 kicks us off. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thanks for spending time. Hour two, it's Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, 
Uh, more thoughts and reaction to uh, the Michigan-Nebraska game. The heartache again for Nebraska. And uh, we were talking turnovers and Adrian and what he's provided this program and team. And just uh, the, the, the two turnovers, the fumble, and uh, just a, a lot of... A lot of pride uh, for what Nebraska did if you're a big Red fan Saturday night, but still trying to get across that finish line. Stay with us. Coach McBride is uh, up next. Jeff's been hanging on the line. I want him to sound off. Jeff, go ahead. Thanks for calling. Hey, Schmitty. Thanks for uh, taking my call. i got a couple of questions and a comment. One, you know, Yant may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but he, in my opinion, he's the toughest back in the room, and you know, you pull a guy out for making a mistake. Yeah, you, you chew him out, but don't you, don't you coach it back up and put him in at the end of the game? Um, I think you second, do that if you trust that he can do more than three or four things. I mean, and I'm not saying he can't, but that was the, that was the call they made. I understand that, but the two or three things he does more often than not, he does them well. Mm-hmm. Um, my other question is, what's the rules on coaches going out and talking to the refs? Um, Michigan's coach got he'd be down at the goal line or was it during a timeout they can go out and out onto the field and both, both guys were on the field coach Frost and, and coach Harbaugh and while it may wear you out while it may be annoying while Harbaugh may be a whack job those officials do not need to, to, to ref another football game and they sure as hell don't need to ref another Nebraska again. That's the second time Nebraska got this crew. Oklahoma game, this game, they're in over their head. Their replay guys are brutal. Uh, good luck, God bless. The next time, just don't do another Nebraska game. Yeah, and just a comment. The guy who called in, I thought he had valid points, but he was talking about how we're going to be losing a bunch of our, our guys next year. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe losing a couple after three years. And, you know, that tells me they're developing guys. When was the last time we had guys even thinking about trying to go into the draft after three years? You know, Adrian Martinez, if it went so such lousy timing of his turnovers, mm-hmm. he could, I think he could be a fourth or fifth round pick to somebody. Well, he's so. he just got to work on his throwing. It's not that he, he doesn't have talent. It's just where does the NFL see him throwing the football? And I'm not even ready to talk about the guys. Not that the, not that the, the points weren't valid about what are you trying to reload and replace, but you still got you still got a, a season left and a chance to go to the postseason. That's where my focus is. Not who's not going to be back next year. Good point. Take Thanks, care. Hey, appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call. We'll get to Coach McBride here in two seconds. Uh, a lot of your emails, we'll get to those here while we wait for Coach McBride. And uh, you can always email your input, your thoughts, chris at hailvarsity.com. Uh, podcast, of course, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hail Varsity Radio. Give us a rating. Tell us what you think, good, bad, or ugly. We love to, to get your uh, response. Shane and Julie have chimed in. The good news, too. And three years ago, Michigan would have ran completely over Nebraska. I see progress. When we get the ball back with three minutes left, we need to score. Where is Manning? Where is Betts? Where was Oliver Martin? Well, good questions. I think Oliver was part of that two-minute drill with Toure and, uh, and uh, Falk. Uh, we'll get an email from Austin. Uh, in uh, just a second, we'll hear from Charlie McBride. Austin says, what a dagger to the heart. Bush lattes got me through Saturday night. But this morning, I woke up feeling more optimistic. That's nice. 
Uh, this game was 56-10 to 10 just a couple of years ago. Last night, they should have won. This team needs to learn how to finish. Seems like they're right there. The real test comes versus Minnesota and Purdue. Maybe even Wisconsin. Three winnable games against teams that have been thorns in the side of Nebraska. So, if they can start uh, handling lesser opponents like uh, they did Northwestern or even if they did uh, against Buffalo, I think this team uh, will be doing okay. Thanks for tuning in, Austin, and uh, your email. And uh, we will get to Greg, Greg in Michigan. I'm done. That is all. I can't invest emotion into this any longer. Greg in Michigan, he called us on his way to East Lansing. He is heartbroken about the Michigan-Nebraska result. Greg, uh, you will you will be back. <laughs> you are watching the Minnesota game. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt on Monday with Charlie. Charlie McBride with us. Coach, thanks for taking time. How are you? Mayor on the land. Coach, we, uh, we're, we're cutting out. Yeah. Do, do we need to call you on the landline? Yeah, do that. What's going on? Don't know? All right. We'll, uh, we'll do that. We will call the old bat phone for uh, Uncle Charlie. Coach McBride will get connected with him. So, a lot of, lot of thoughts from you, the Nebraska fans, and it's disappointment. There's optimism, but you've seen too many instances where you don't finish. We'll hear from Adrian Martinez here coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, we'll get caught up with Coach McBride here in a moment. A couple of things for you. Uh, bribery's always encouraged. Well, sort of, unless it's federal. We'll uh, give you a chance at some Chris Stapleton tickets Monday through Friday here on Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, show is, excuse me, Monday through Thursday. Show is Friday at PBA. So, we'll do that. And we'll uh, get you uh, hooked up there. There is Jet Splash car wash gift cards uh, to take care of you with as well. So there's a lot of things to to dive into. Uh, We'll get into this with Coach McBride. Defensively, what do you think of the black shirts? We'll get his take coming up on that. Defensively, I thought this. I thought Cam Taylor-Britt played incredible. I thought JoJo Doman locked his people up. The guy that I thought had, two guys, had an incredible game. Uh, Ty Robinson was so good uh, with with not only the, the, the level of opponent he had to face, Michigan's O-line's really talented, but, but Ty Robinson really had a, a, a just a fantastic outing. And... Ty Robinson had two big-time stops. That was good. Uh, Damian Daniels was incredible. He crashed. He penetrated. He blew up things. He got held. He got hugged. He got other things. Uh, but he was he was special. I thought Damian and Robinson were nice. I thought Cam Taylor Britt played within himself. I thought the linebackers gave great effort. And uh, I just think Michigan got too many plays and wore them down 
and had a lot of yards uh, on the ground. Two really in- incredible backs for Michigan as well. To welcome in Charlie McBride. Coach, do you have us? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> All right. So, sorry about that adventure. We were trying to get in touch with you. How, how are you doing? How are you feeling after the game? Well, I feel like the same as I feel, you know, after you, you know, you, the problem is, is that it's, it's the same, it's the same thing every week. It's a mistake at the end of the game. And, you know, it's just a deal like where people say, well, they can't win games. They can't win, you know, they, they just don't know how to win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do, but it's just a matter of, you know, it's, and I don't know whether you want to say it's one individual, but it's getting to be that way. And, um, you know, it's kind of just disturbing to the, the fact that, you know, that, uh, you know, they played so well, I thought, well enough to win. And then it goes back right in the tank uh, as it did. I, I know that coming into next week, if I was those players, I'd be so fried that, you know, no matter what happened, you're going to win. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with the, with the whole thing. But I will say one thing, and I and I don't like saying it, but I'm going to do it. Is we got a, our quarterback is probably the most written about with all the records and all the things he's broken. He has the worst winning and losing record of all of those guys ahead of him or behind him or whatever it is, and it just seems crazy. You know that it's, it just keeps happening, and um, I think he's you know it's really bothering him a lot. And I just hope they can get it solved. Charlie McBride's with us. A few minutes uh, Mondays with Charlie Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, what do you do? What do you see when it comes to the the two minute drill? And taking care of the football and the fumbles. I mean, I, I I would I would assume, and this is just me. I I I don't the way the refing's been right. <laughs> I would not well, wait for a whistle to blow. I would I would I would physically hand the football to the ref. And I know he got crushed. It was a hell of a hit, and it was a fumble. And you, you're running him because you couldn't get third and two covered, or excuse me, second down and two covered. So you're going with your best option, but you just got to hold on to it, right? I mean, by now you'd, yeah, you'd, you'd think yeah, you'd it, cover it, it up. It's, it's one, of, yeah, it's one of those things that, first of all, you you, you know you could question any any time you get a guy start going, you know, gets hit, and the thing is stopped, you blow the whistle, and. Um, uh, what's happening a lot of times is it, it, they're getting stopped, and then you got the whole offensive line of the other team or defensive, you know, jumping, especially on offense. It goes the other way where the whole offensive line just starts pushing and pushing mm-hmm. and pushing. And the rule used to be where you can't push, it's a penalty. And it's getting to be stupid because the NFL is even folding their people in behind. You know the the sneaker and pushing, pushing him, yeah. And you know to, to say you can't get a yard is crazy. So you know, I mean, you know that's what's happening right now. They're you know quarterback will won't actually attack the line. It's a split second thing, but the guards and the tackles are both folding in behind them and pushing like crazy, and you don't have a chance. And, uh, you know, and that may be okay because that's a, that's a play. So, they, you know, you may have 
people, you know, that make decisions and deciding too bad. You know, that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, so, and, and you know, we, we, we probably missed a few tackles that we probably would have done better, a little better, you know, at it. But they were just trying hard and everything else. Do you think the defense and, uh, played? Do you think the defense played well, or do you kind of chalk up Michigan's ability and talent, well, kind of doing their thing against a good defense? I don't know. You know, I I think our defense played. I think our defensive kids are really trying hard. That's the biggest thing I look mm-hmm. at. I mean, I I know we didn't win, but I know the effort that they're trying. They're they're given is is if things start going right for them. There aren't many teams that are going to beat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, they the running game is nil. Okay, if you get the running game going at all, then then you got a chance. I mean, the quarterback is getting all the yards on you know, and that's that's not what you want. You want to protect him, and uh, you know when that stuff starts happening then maybe you'll have less problems. But you've got to get the ball going, you know, downfield. We've got, somehow, you know, we've got to do it. And taking a 175-pound or 80-pound, 90-pound back, even if he's not that big, and pounding him straight up to shoot all the time is not going to get her done. I mean, I don't care who you're playing. Uh, you're just hoping one of them pops. Well, that's the percentage thing, you know. And... Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a matter, I think, defensively. I think they're doing good. I think offensively, I don't know whether, <clears throat> you know, they, their left tackle, you know, got hurt. He's done, for the, he's done for the year. Done for the year. Well, that's usually what happens with a good player, a freshman. I went through that with Jamal Williams with, mm. with uh, two ACLs. I mean, you know, as one. <clears throat> and, you know, he turned out to be a great player, but. You know that's that's just sick stuff. I mean, it and it just seems like it just happens, and you know it's really sad because uh, you got something going a little bit there, and got a chance to really build on it, and and then it, you kind of get it shoved back in your face. So, Coach, about a minute, about a minute here. What do you think of the Minnesota game? Well, I think the kids. I think I don't. I think that they'll they'll they're going to respond. But I think they need to go in mad. I mean, I think they need to go in and just refuse to lose. And and that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't care what happens. They just need to go in there and decide they're going to win this game no matter what it takes. And uh, I think that's what they'll do. I, I personally do. I mean, I can't believe they wouldn't because I think there's enough competitors there that are going to, you know, lead the team to do that. So we'll see what happens. But you know, I think they have a chance to really mess this league up if they can get it going. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, I was sitting there, you know, thinking they're the greatest thing in the world and they're number three. And if you look at the computer thing that the ESPN put out, Nebraska's 22 in the country and only won a couple of games. <laughs> so they're doing they're doing something right. It's just the you know it's just the things that are happening that that are not good. <laughs> well, know? just got to take care of the football, and let's just let's hope it starts happening, right? Right. Well, you just don't want to get snake bit every every week. It's just mm-hmm. you know it's tough, and you know Martinez deserves more than than what he's getting mm-hmm. right now. I mean he 
he's carrying the team a lot with the running game as it is and doing some things really good. So we'll see. Coach, we'll, I just think I think you ought to just forget it and the heck with it. Just go play and have some fun. Yeah, no kidding. Coach, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Thank you. Yeah, okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye now. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Charlie McBride on Monday with Charlie. If you missed that, you can log on and uh, ESPN Lincoln Twitter. Also, you can find it on the on-demand ESPNLincoln.com podcast to Hale Varsity Radio, Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes. Uh, give us a rating, subscribe to us. Uh, tell us what you think. Numbers and phone lines open here for the next 20 minutes. Uh, our sit-down with Turner Corcoran. Coming up, 466-3776-4663776-800-825-5865. Coach McBride's not wrong. You've got a lot on Adrian's plate, and he is delivered uh, and then some, but he's also taken away. And that's the whole duality we're focused on with uh, this Nebraska team, where they're so close to, to being... FPI says they're the, the 22nd best team in the country. Totally believe that. Totally get that. But they're also so maddening. Was it the final straw with Nebraska and Adrian when it comes to just, you don't ever want to fumble or throw a pick, but you just got, you just got to, you got to be better. You got to execute a little better over the middle to a, to a guy like Falk, or you can't throw behind Austin Allen that leads to an interception, right? And the other side of that is with with field position and special teams. If you're Cam Taylor Britt, you got to down that ball inside the five. Locate it, baby. Because field position got flipped and Michigan ended up with a short field because of your turnover. Uh, when the, the, the joint possession, all right, all your stoner buddies light up now with that clown call and Nebraska let it Michigan really seized opportunity they drove the ball 91 yards after they kept the football to punch it in and and go up uh, 19 to, to 7 so Michigan had some killer response drives McNamara played really good ball Adrian keeps you in it can he eventually go get a win for you and, you know, we were talking about some emails earlier. These next few games with your bye week between Purdue and, and Minnesota, I don't worry about Nebraska mentally. Physically, they better ice up. I mean, it was, it was physical. And you've got Minnesota down to their, their, their third or fourth team running back. So... Minnesota's had a chance to prepare. Both of these squads hate one another. Like, no one likes P.J. Fleck, and P.J. Fleck has felt snubbed or shown up by Nebraska, even though he's doing, he's coached his ass off twice against Nebraska. So, if, you're, if you want to get right game again, I mean, Elijah, this, this whole season, it's, it's a deeper twist and turn 
like the next chapter. Each next game is its own special form of Mount Everest to climb. Getting off the mat, stage an opportunity. How do you respond? Can you clean things up? I mean, it's been exhausting in a really fun, great way if you're a sports fan, but also maddening and sad if you're a Nebraska fan. Because there's been a storyline and so much meaning with each game. Usually you got three or four you give a damn about. But look how this thing's the winding road from Illinois to now to getting a break and then still having a shot, whatever happens Saturday, but you better freaking win if you're Nebraska. Get that win, get a bye week, go whack Purdue, split with Iowa or Ohio State, and go take down whiskey. Sounds simple enough. You can have a third quarter against number seven Michigan and put up 22 points and have 15 minutes of great football, offensively and defensively. And then you can lose a fumble with a minute 45 left as you're driving for the win. They give you everything, including the hangover. Real quick, a reminder to buckle up. 70% of fatal crashes in Nebraska. Not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, a seatbelt can and will reduce risk of fatal injury by up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash buckling up. Message brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. 466-377-6800-825-5865. I thought the defense got tired. I thought Adrian needed to be better on some throws. I thought special teams was was better when it came to, to kicking. But still from a and their in their kickoff coverage was good, but your punt coverage let you down a couple of times. I mean, there's there's an, enough ingredients there for a three point loss, but you're never gonna forget the fumble. Yeah, you're never gonna forget the fumble, but I think sometimes we need to take a step back and and remember what our expectations were for this team coming into the year. I know expectations change and sometimes six or seven, right? But but I mean my expectation, what I wanted from this team was to win the games you're supposed to win and don't embarrass yourself in your losses. Nobody was expecting Nebraska to run the table. Everyone knew this was a very difficult Nebraska schedule, and Nebraska has lived up to expectations. They haven't exceeded expectations, but they're 3-1 and one in games in which you expect them to win, and they've gone up against three top 10 teams, and not only have they not been embarrassed, they have been in a position where they could have and should have won those games. Uh, I'm not disappointed. We know this is a process for Nebraska. It's gone from losing big in big games to losing small in big games. Uh, you got to think that there's going to be a win coming up in a big game. Uh, if it doesn't come this season, it comes next season. Uh, I'm, I'm not I don't think anyone's ready to pull the plug on the Scott Frost thing right now and I'm not even all that frustrated with the Nebraska loss to Michigan I, I wish that the team would have won however it felt good to actually be in a game uh, where I cared that Nebraska lost at the end of the game at the end of the game I went damn it's been Here, way too many times I've just been here's dejected that, down and out here's the thing that makes Saturday so tough is you know you could have lived with Saturday night's result a little bit better a little bit easier had you handled Michigan State, mm-hmm. had you not lost to Illinois, or if you would have shocked Oklahoma. That's it. You get one of those three games in, in the win column, you're still sitting okay, you have a signature win already, and you're, you're going to Minnesota. Let's hear from Adrian real quick. And do, do we play the Turner first? So we'll, we'll hear. Or sit down with Turner Corcoran's in 10 minutes. But here's, here's Turner's compliment to, to Adrian. He was asked about Adrian. I asked him about Adrian. But the, the, the team has their guys back. Typically, as a quarterback, 
you don't find them to be very tough people, but he is one tough son of a. If I'm being if I'm being straightforward, uh, he's he's the heart and soul of that offense. He's the heart and soul of this team. I believe that he is, you know, the guy to to do the job for our offense. So that was Turner in response because I mean everyone's question is and Adrian's talked about the fumble right. He's manned up about that, and it sucks for him. Here's uh, here's Adrian's response to, well, to Turner uh, when it comes to uh, what that that compliment he gave him. I think all the combined experiences from the past years and and sort of the work I've done off the field uh, to be where I'm at now has, has helped me sort of handle the whole deal um, and, and turn into the player that I've wanted to become, right? And uh, that's a really high compliment coming from him and in general. Uh, Coach Frost <laughs> had said something to the team, you know, <clears throat> do you want to be remembered as, as a tough a tough player? You know, that is probably one of the highest compliments you can receive from your peer. Uh, so it definitely means a lot. And we'll work on his censoring, you know. We'll, <laughs> I'll get him in the workshop, don't worry. Uh, the dreaded workshop. Call HR. Last thought here from from Adrian here on just and and Eric Olson asked him this question. You know how shouldn't it, shouldn't it happen? Are you are you kind of freaking out? I'm paraphrasing, but you know, do you believe it's going to happen? That kind of breakthrough win, that uh, that that level of frustration, man, are you down? And and Adrian's been pretty stand up about continuing to roll with the punches. Do you have that last cut? I, I don't know which one you're... The, 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 like, is it eight? Because we got them. I just don't know which one you're referring to. Well, we just played seven, right? Yeah. Eight is what? Turner Corcoran. But that what was seven then? Adrian's response to Turner. We don't have the last part of him talking about... Is it going to happen... Let me. Let's just screw it. Let's move on. Sorry about that. Uh, let's uh, spend a second on response. Cut one here. Feel good about how they played. You know, I feel really good about the way our team played. Uh, in all honesty, you know, we fought our ass off. We did uh, battled, and you know, a couple mistakes on my end, a couple mistakes as a unit. Um, but we're getting those things cleaned up, and I'm proud of the way those guys battled. And um, we're going to use those positive things, take away from that game, and and transfer it on to Minnesota. So we'll get to the phones here in a moment. Four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Kent emails in. Wait, expectations on what we would see this season, or expectations where the program should be. Uh, I think Elijah was talking about his expectations on the season. Uh, I think the expectations, if you go back to when Scott got here, I think a lot of us thought, what, year four? You'd be knocking on some sort of nine, eight, nine, ten win season. That that has not happened uh, when it comes to the season. To your point, Elijah, just to clarify, email, you uh, – you were expecting six, seven wins for the season? In, in that range, yes. Yeah, right. You just did that 500 number, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit better, maybe maybe a bull berth. Bill's with us on Hale Varsity. Bill, go ahead, bud. Okay. Hi, Chris. Hey, uh, what what drives me nuts is when we don't have no return yards 
on special teams. They're killing us. Okay, we got. Bill, you to can't some you years. can't field the ball at the five. It's great they're fielding the football, but you can't catch it at the five, man. I know, but punt returns. It looks like he has some space. He's doing a great job catching them, but why don't they let him take off? No. And then you've I, got... I, I don't have an answer for you, man. I, I I mean, there's 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 still so many shortcomings with this team that you can pull your hair out as to the why. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yes. But uh, like Yant, I don't know why you don't put him down there in the goal line? He's bigger. He's bigger. He's strong. You're out thinking yourself is why. Is why. Well, they'll they know that they're going to hand off to the 230 pounder. Uh oh. Maybe that's it. Maybe 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 that is the answer. I don't know. Let him hand him off to him. He'll make it. The kid's a stud. I don't. I don't know. I just sometimes I just wonder what he's doing. But, um, you know, Adrian's, as far as quarterback and Adrian's the best that we could possibly have. I'm glad we have him. I would hate to try to come up with a defensive plan against him because we don't even know what he's going to do sometimes, and I'm sure they don't know. Defensive but... plan is to strip him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Bill, right. thanks for the phone call, bud. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Bye-bye. All right, 466-3776. Turner Corcoran's coming up. Your chance at Chris Stapleton tickets here before we say goodbye at 6. And also some Jet Splash goodies. Hail Varsity continues. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Turner Corcoran with us here on Hail Varsity Radio. Turner, uh, you've been through a lot of ball games. Uh, how, uh, scale of 1 to 10, how physical was, was Saturday? Uh, that Michigan defense was pretty physical. Um, we knew that going forward into the game. We watched a lot of film on these guys. We knew that they were going to hit, but we, I thought we had a good game plan going forward, uh, offensively and defensively. Um, so we knew what we had to do, and we had to, you know, kind of out physical them, and, you know, I thought we matched the intensity well. Let's talk about atmosphere and uh, the moment. What was the uh, experience like for you playing Saturday, Saturday night? Uh, that was easily the, one of the coolest experiences that I've ever been as a football player, and um, I'm sure it was as, as a fan, too, um, playing against the number nine team in the country at 7 o'clock, uh, you know, primetime football. This is, this is what you play for. This is what you live for, being a Nebraska Cornhusker. Um, you know, it was, it was an awesome experience, and, you know, I hope to have many of these down the road. How have you been with uh, your transition from left to right, and um, have you stayed uh, physically and mentally sharp with it? Have you been able to uh, to absorb the ups and downs? Um, I would say the hardest part would probably have been the, uh, the transition of, you know, getting into a different stance. But other than that, I thought the calls came naturally just because, you know, I've been you know, I pay attention during practice. I don't, I don't fall asleep. The calls are pretty much the same. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of just a, the, the harder part was just physically getting into a different stance. You did a nice job against Hutchinson, uh, and you've seen other guys. But uh, how did you prep for for him and, and that Michigan front seven? And what were some of the looks you got last week that, that helped you with Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Um Watching a lot of film on that guy, you know, he's, he's, he's an athlete, he's a stud, um, you know, he's, he's going to be a top pick for a reason, um, but what, what we were able to, to see in the film room is that he got a lot of his pressures and sacks off of inside moves, and we knew that if we were able to move him and keep him upfield, then, you know, give Adrian a chance to make a play and give those receivers a chance to make a play, then that's what was going to happen, and, you know, ultimately that's kind of what we were able to do a little bit. 
few minutes here. Turner Corcoran with us, Hale Varsity Radio, recapping uh, Nebraska-Michigan. So, first half, you guys went uh, kind of body blows with uh, the inside run calls. And did you feel like that that war on Michigan in the second half, a really nice offensive output for the offense in the second half? Yeah, we knew going into that game that those two and three yard runs, uh, especially those inside zone runs, are gonna are gonna crease in the second half, and we knew that we were gonna have to stick with it and not and not lose faith in that. And you know, ultimately, we did have a good amount of runs crease and get some productive yardage for us. But in the first half, obviously, it was looking shaky. Um, but you know, we we just stuck with the game plan and we went forward with it. And you know, ultimately, you know, we we gave them a run for their money. So. How was practice this morning? How is everybody? I'm uh, asking a broad take here, but just physically, mentally, you guys uh, plugged back in? Yeah, so what is this, week seven, week eight? I, I don't even know. I've lost track. But, uh, you know, Frost, Frost um, kept it really light on us today from the, the, the whole physical, you know, body blow aspect. But we, we uh, really tapped into the mental side of things and we're um, really focused on, you know, what our game plan is moving into this week, seeing what plays work against their defense, seeing what doesn't work, and we're going to move forward from that with the physical aspect for tomorrow. How uh, how are you uh, after the game? Tough ball game, tight ball game. Uh, were you able to process it and move on? Yeah, I mean, obviously a, a loss like that is, is pretty tough to to chew and to swallow. But you know, it's 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 a game of football. You gotta you gotta learn to take your your lessons and, and move on. So. How's Coach Austin been with uh, with the group, with you, uh, as you've uh, continued to progress this year? Um, I think he's done a great job. You know, he's he's moved a couple of us around uh, for the better of the unit, and you know, I think we've we've done a fantastic job of you know accepting um, the new roles that we we come along with, and you know, it's just it's just what's the the better for the team, and I think every single person in our unit is accepting with what we have to do to make the team better, and that's just who our unit is is a bunch of selfless guys. Have you had to do that before in your career? Um, I, I mean, I guess back in high school, if you, if you want to go back that far, yeah, because I actually played tight end my freshman year, and then sophomore year I moved over to offensive tackle. And, I mean, I, I knew I was going to end up being an offensive lineman because, uh, you know, I wasn't very fast, but I, I, I had some good hands. Um, but, no, besides the point, <laughs> Jeremiah laughing over. Searles, wow. you ask him, he's the fastest lineman ever. Yeah, oh yeah, he is. He's, he's a cut some gun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into the uh, the beauty contest later, but back to the back to the uh, the you know what's good for the team. That that's got to be tough on on guys who, I mean, you you've been a high level player your whole life. You build up to this. You're not long into a career, but it's also you know a new piece of adversity. Right, right. I mean, it's it's the beauty of the game. You know, you you gotta be able to play different positions when needed, especially on the offensive line. Uh, you never know what's gonna happen regarding injuries or or um, momentum. But it's just like I said, it's the beauty of the game. So, what's it like protecting, blocking for, and in, in working with a guy like Adrian, who's so dynamic uh, with uh, his ability to extend, to run, and then also hit some big plays? Uh, you're, you try to keep him safe, obviously, but you, you don't have eyes in the back of your head either. Yeah, he's he is a special kind of quarterback, and I mean that 100% because you know there's plays that he makes in practices where I'm like, holy crap, and then there's plays where he makes in games. And it makes the offensive line look look better than you know we are sometimes. But 
but you know, he's he's a fantastic quarterback. He um, he's a great leader. He's 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 an even better friend, um, you know, and he's he's a successful guy. And we got to do everything that we can to keep his jersey clean. Confidence-wise, uh, despite the, the the near misses, do you guys still feel pretty confident moving forward? Yeah, 100%. You know, I haven't lost faith in this program. You know, we got a good uh, Minnesota team coming up. Um, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to this game, being able to go up there and compete. And you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a good game. A couple of last thoughts. Stuart Corcoran with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Who do you like watching? I'm going to go pro ball here for a second. Who do you like watching in the NFL? Who are some some tackles or offensive linemen that you kind of had your eye on? And I mean maybe uh, take part of their game. You're, you're always learning as a lineman, obviously. So, you know, how does that, that work for you as, as you try and, you know, better yourself? Yeah, I've been asked this question before, and I always go at the same three or four guys. It's always, you know, Taylor Lewan, David Bakhtiari, um, you know, Trent Williams, uh, Mike McGlinchey, and, you know, there's a few others scattered here and there, but those are my main three or four guys that I watch every single time I turn on the tape. Would you consider yourself uh, uh, a nasty guy? Do you got a mean streak? Yeah, I would consider myself to have a nasty streak. I got to be able to find it and keep that keep that switch turned on all the time. I can't just pick and choose when to, when to be able to do that. So, so how do you go to nasty? You know, you just you just got to be able to find it. There's there's really no other way to explain it other than finding that switch and being able to keep that switch turned on. All right, so you head up to Minnesota, uh, Nebraska, and uh, the Gophers at 11 o'clock. Last thought here, Turner, and it's great to sit down with you again. Uh, Just from uh, an emotional standpoint, you guys have seen everything. Are Are you worried about any baggage moving forward? No, we're not worried. We're not. We're not flustered. We're not worried about anything. We're we're focused on Minnesota right now. Turner, thank you. Thank you. Good stuff from uh, Nebraska's left tackle and right tackle and now back at left tackle. Uh, great kid and Teddy Prohaska done uh, for the season. Uh, best wishes to him, but good sit down with Turner. So we'll take Caller 5 right now. The Jet Splash Car Wash hosting their Haunted Tunnel event. Uh, Caller 5 gets a $25 gift card right now with Hale Varsity. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity Radio, Monday edition. Thanks for spending time reacting with us and with your emails, your calls, your comments, your Input. We'll uh, get back to work and talk Minnesota tomorrow. Rick Pizzo, Rick Kaczynski, Mitch Sherman with us on a Tuesday. Still time for you to chime in. 466-377-7600-825-5865. Question out there. Do you, do you get and Kent emails in and Kent's kind of our resident uh how do I term this safe for radio? Uh, he's a guy that objects, right? He's he's other side of the coin. He is a guy that is just here's here's an alternative take, and and maybe it's a little negative, which is fine because there's a you want your team to do well, you want them to win. If you're a Nebraska fan, 
and and while you're happy they're not getting killed by ranked teams, you're ticked off they haven't beat any ranked teams. You're ticked off there's a fumble by the same guy. You're ticked off there's an interception. You know, just finish the game. The the tough schedule narrative. Is that something that wears you out, or is it something you consider? I consider it. Because it's it's true. I was really good. They got through Penn State. They still got to come to Lincoln that's tough. They still got to go to Wisconsin. While Wisconsin's down, and Nebraska don't know if they're going to be a 500 team or not, not easy. Losable games. Schedule remains for Penn State, remains for Michigan State, remains for Michigan. They got to play one another. Somebody may go undefeated. Ohio State, Michigan, right? But there's a pretty good shot with the remaining five games. Everybody's going to eat one another at some point. Three weeks ago, Rutgers had Michigan on the ropes. And then Rutgers played Michigan, emptied the tank, and then got Ohio State and somebody else. Who do they? Oh, Michigan State. That, that's Rutgers' stretch. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State consecutively. So, yeah, that's that's a tough schedule. It wears on you. And we'll see the, the accumulation, honestly, with Nebraska, eight games, Big Ten play, and what they've got in the tank physically on Saturday when we're up there in Minneapolis broadcasting live. Let's fire up some Chris Stapleton right now. 466-37-76-466-37-76-800-825. There we go. That was part of the podcast preview, but this is much better sounding. He's at PBA. You all needed some Tennessee whiskey on Saturday night. God love you. What caller you want to do here, Elijah? Seven? Seven it is. Caller seven gets a pair of Stapleton tickets. And you get to go see him at PBA Friday. Courtesy of Hale Varsity at ESPN. Lincoln. Caller seven now. Talk to Elijah. 800-825-5865 or 466-37-76. Have a good Monday. Thanks for listening. Back to you tomorrow.